podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. Hey, Dolphins, this is Michael Fink with the uh, FinFans Podcast. Each week we come to you and bring you our opinions on what's going on within the Dolphins organization. During the season, you'll hear two shows each week where we review and preview each game. We shoot straight from the hip and have fun in doing so. We'd like to thank both the Dolphins Talk Network and the Pigskin Podcast Network for their support. Uh, Make sure to check them out. Please leave us a review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you may listen to your podcasts. Please make sure to follow the show. That way you'll know when a new one comes out. It's truly appreciated. All right, let's uh, kick off today's show. All right, and we're back for another podcast. Uh, this afternoon, I've got Daniel Reinhardt with me. What up, Finn fans? And Louis Argoni. Hey, Dolph fans. Well, guys, that, that was fun. We had a football game last weekend. Uh, the Buccaneers put up a pretty good fight, but uh, <laughs> the crossbar got in the way of their victory. Yes, Dolphins. it did, and it did not get in the way of ours. Jason Sanders looked good. He did. Man, he he was the best player out there <laughs> on Saturday. Well, I mean, you know, your kicker, you know, it doesn't matter, you know, um, preseason or not. You know, that's what you want to see out of him. You don't want to see him missing three or four field goals in a preseason game and then say, well, it's only preseason. You know, it's it, it's important. You know, when you're kicking games, when you're kicking in games against other teams – it's an important thing, and two long ones to boot. So, yeah, he, he was he was very good, and let's hope we see a lot more of that. Yeah, you know who else was really good? Lynn Bowden. Lynn Bowden played very good football. Yeah, Bowden was outstanding. I mean, three receptions, 55 yards, and a touchdown. He had a really nice game. I mean, the competition there. You know, your boy Sherfield had a 33-yard reception. I mean, there, there's it, – it's going to be nice. I mean, looking at it, it seems like those two guys are the favorites at this point. I mean, Preston Williams, boy, he was non-existent other than, what, a punt or a kick return? I don't remember what kind of uh, return it was. I think it was a punt return. But other than that, he was non-existent. I don't even think he was on the field that much. Yeah, I don't really remember seeing him on the field. So if that tells you anything, um, and I was paying attention, so mm-hmm. I, I didn't see him well. I did uh, see an, have an easy E sighting. He came in with a couple of catches. So we've definitely got some competition at the wide receiver spot. No doubt. I mean, it looks like Izu's going to definitely make the team. I mean, Sanu uh, maybe on the outside looking in as well. I mean, it's you know they're talking about keeping six receivers. And, uh, you know, we know four are definitely making the team. So it's, you know, it's up for grabs those last two spots. It's going to be interesting. Mike, what did you think about Gesicki playing those first several snaps? Didn't bother me any. (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, you know, they they were bragging because he had a good blocking grade. And I I showed them, you know, he he blocked on four plays. How how excited are you going to be? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> you can't get excited about none of this guys none no, of it it no, means no you just it, it's practice you okay. watch practice. it you take it in and you don't get emotional over it you just let them do their thing okay lou now yeah, you can't say that to the skyler truthers that have come out ever since this game right skyler looked pretty good uh he didn't look like the the pressure that a first preseason game can possibly give was too big for him 
So, right. uh, you know, if there's anything that you can take from this game, I don't even necessarily think it's Jason Sanders hitting on all of his field goals. I don't even know if it's Bowden uh, playing well because we've seen him do stuff like that before. But I think the one major takeaway you can have from our side of the football uh, is that Skylar Thompson came in and played pretty damn well. Awesome. He was amazing. Yeah. He he did. He played he played well, but you know, again, it's you know, just look, like the, what I said, you know, you don't want to get overexcited. You know, he came in, it's he did hard, his job, yeah. he looked poised, which was nice to see. That's for what you like getting, to see, yeah. Yep. Kid getting his first start, that's what you hope for. I but, mean uh, you can see his limitations. I mean Sure. Yeah, I mean, he does have some limitations. There's no question about it. I mean, he took a couple of sacks at times where, um, you know, he kind of held on to the ball a little bit, maybe mm-hmm. should have, you know, moved up in the pocket, got away from the pressure, whatever the case may be. But, you know, again, you know, when it comes down to, you know, preseason games, you looked across the field at Tampa and what their quarterbacks did to us. And, I mean, my goodness, they, you know, they threw for 350 yards, the two guys combined. And Trask, uh, looked pretty good as well. I mean, yeah, he only, Trask looked really good. He looked actually. really good. So I think in today's NFL, you know, in general, defense is, you know, really, you know, it, it's really tough to play in preseason. I think um, for whatever reason, I don't think they're going full throttle. I mean, I think they're making plays. They're, no, they, they're they out there. They explained it, actually. Uh, the players, one of the players said, he goes, if I can square up on a guy, then I'm going to tackle him, but I'm not going to hit him from the side. Right. I mean, you know, and that's, you know, that you saw a lot of broken tackles and, that's, yep. it, and that sort of thing, or missed tackles, whatever you want to call them in the game. But, you know, not to knock him, Thompson, because you're absolutely right, Daniel. He looked very poised. He played a really solid football game, so I don't want to take anything away from him. But, you know, with that being said, you know, when I look at a football game, I look at exactly how they're approaching it and what they're doing with the football. Um, in the sense of poised, he looked great. Um, as Mike mentioned, you know, we saw his limitations to some extent, and we understand why, you know, he was drafted where he was. Um, with all that being said, as you look at a preseason game, and this is what I do, you know, I look at the individuals when they have the football, the running backs, if they're making guys miss, even though the blocking is not that good in front of them, the receivers, once they have the ball, how quick they're into cuts, and if they're making guys miss and getting excessive yards. That's what I look for in all these preseason games. And um, you can see guys separate from other players just by watching that. You know, as you watch a preseason game, you can see it. You can say, wow, this guy's got a half a step on people. He's, he's much more elusive from the backfield. You know, he, he's very smooth catching the ball out of the backfield. Those are the type of things I look for. Well, the guy who stepped up, who was pr- probably helped himself, was Bowden. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and you also look for things. So I don't know, Lou, if you got a chance to see it. And I know mm-hmm. Mike had posted it for the group. We're talking about Brian Baldinger does some really good breakdowns on Twitter of different teams, different plays, different players, that sort of thing. And he broke down kind of the system that as we've seen it versus Tampa Bay in a few plays that Miami is running now. And the way mm-hmm. that Skylar Thompson was able to take advantage of some of the openings that that system created during mm-hmm. our play plays. Action. Play uh, action. And 
I think that, uh, you know, if we can take and extrapolate that to what our first team offense can do as well, uh, you've seen some openings and some things during that game that we can we can really expand on during the season. So not just watching single players, you know, separate a couple of yards here or there or a guy break a tackle, but the way that the system is being implemented to create mismatches in space. Uh, that's something that that I really enjoyed the breakdown that he gave because of that. But that's also something that I look for uh, and I really enjoyed. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You want to see the team coaching wise. Yeah. That. I mean, I didn't uh, expand on that. But yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's another thing you look for is how well, disciplined they are, and you know and how they were, they were very disciplined. They had two and, penalties the whole game. Yep, and execution. Yep. The execution was there across the board. You know, you didn't see a lot of guys, um, you know, not being in the right place. Um, you know, even defensively. I mean, there were times where we had the guys there; they just didn't make the plays, and uh, that happened quite a bit. You know, in regard to missed tackles and so on and so forth. But they were they were there. You know, they were in place, and um, you know, it's it's always fun. You know, to to watch these preseason games to see where we're at. Um, you know, unfortunately, once the season start, we're not going to see a lot of the starters, and you know, we're not going to see the finished product until week one. You know, it's that simple. I mean, that's the way the NFL is now. Yeah, I'd like to see the running game get a little traction this week. Tampa Bay really sold out to stop the run, and and you could see it uh, on, with the openings in the play action game, as Mike had said. That's what the breakdown was about was the play action. You right. could really see those openings because they were selling to stop out, selling out to stop the run. Yeah, which they, is they missed a the staple. two coverages as well. Yeah, yeah. Tampa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had three starters. Go ahead, Mike. You had something else. No, no, I, w- I was just saying that, you know, with the play action, they had some busted coverages. So right. com- combined the two, and it was pretty advantageous for uh, Thompson. Mm-hmm. Very good for him. I mean, in regard to the offensive line, I think, Daniel, what will happen is, you know, once you see the other three starters come in, you know, you'll see the running game step it up a bit. I mean, Ahmed started the game, didn't he? He was our starter for pretty much the majority of the first half, um, which I thought was interesting about the game. You know, you didn't see Gaskin until what middle of the third quarter, maybe well, something like that. Ahmed only had two ca- two uh, rushes, right? Yeah, two th- carries and two catches. <laughs> I think so. Gaskin had the most uh, carries, but they were late. You know, he came in yep. behind a couple of guys, from what I saw. So um, I know, know I seen Michelle pretty early. Sony Michelle pretty early, but I yeah. couldn't like if I had to tell you who I seen carrying the ball early, I can't really remember to the, at this point. Uh, but there wasn't a lot of carries because we wasn't getting a lot of yards. So no, no. Were, like you said, they were playing an eight man front, so yeah, you know, there wasn't there wasn't a lot of running room. Right. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. And, and like I said, I hope to see more of that this week, more of that running game. Uh, we definitely will need it week one. Uh, my question is, are we going to see the starters at all this week? Because Mike McDaniel's playing pretty coy about that, right? Yes, you're going to see the starters. <laughs> is playing that right, coy. Mike? You, that Mike's right. got the. I Mike's called got, him and he told me he's playing the starters. All right. You got the inside scoop. All right. At least for that's a minute. Good. That's good. All right. How long are they going to play then? Uh, that's the question. See, he, has to, he has to get a feel for that. Okay. Got it. He said something along the lines of, 
this week is set up for me to not know the answer to that question. Uh-huh. Something along those lines. Uh-huh. And, uh, you just got to love, you just got to love the guy. He's, pr- he's original. He is, he is interesting. I like listening to him though. He's pretty funny. Yeah. Should we give an update on, uh, do we have an update on Jalen Waddle? Something minor that they're not really disclosing. Well, right? he's waddling. They won't say why. Okay. There, so, there we go. Well, he does waddle, Mike. Every time he scores a touchdown, yep. he waddles. You're but saying he's, he's, he's got a excessive it's waddle? Not, it's nothing serious. That's about all we got. Okay, got Protecting it. him from himself is what is what was said. Now, right? they, you know, they made some cuts, and that, that was pretty serious. Uh, <laughs> they put Adam Shaheen on IR, first of all. They got yep. him back <laughs> uh, because he failed the physical. Um, offensive lineman Cole uh, – Benwart, wide receiver Devontae Dedman, uh, defensive lineman Jordan Williams, and cornerback Tino Ellis was waived injured. Yeah, and we talk about the depth at wide receiver, right? So uh, I think I seen Dedman drop a ball um, during the game, if I remember correctly. So uh, just as deep as we are at that position, um, you know, we uh, we don't need him. So <laughs> we don't need, him. we just don't need him. Uh, the other guys, Sayonara. the other guys, I don't really, I couldn't really tell you a lot about. Uh, they definitely weren't in our guys to watch as a surprise episode. Uh, but yeah, well, we talk about camp bodies and these guys were camp bodies with the exception of, uh, Sheehan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what well, we thought he was going to be cut anyway. Right. So now he's on IR and his season's over. Well, Preston Williams survived another week, um, which is interesting because sometimes when you see a veteran player um, in camp, the team that has him, if they like the player, will give him an opportunity to catch on with somebody else for a couple of weeks prior to the season instead of holding on to him. When or they hold on to him in the event they have an injury later on and decide right. to keep him. Mm-hmm. So or they think they can get a seventh for him. Right. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> uh, in other in other cut news, uh, the Indianapolis Colts cut our boy Isaiah Ford as well. Mm. Wow. He has nine lives. He'll come back somewhere. Yeah. Probably to us for the fourth, fifth time, whatever it is. They <laughs> say, no wonder we cut Deadman. We're gonna start calling him Morris. The cat? Never mind, guys. Uh-huh. Nine lives. Good. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's before your time. Daniel Mike should have gotten that. I got it. Okay. Very good. What I also got is something that uh, Liam Meikenberg said. Okay. He said, coming out here against our defense, I'm playing against some of the best defensive linemen in football. Okay. How do you feel about that? How do I feel about it? Yeah. Um, that sounds great to me. I mean, he's boosting up his team. I mean, that's what we do, right? As team. I mean, he's, he's, he's right to an extent. I mean, you know, Agba, uh, Wilkins, some of those guys, I mean, are they the best? Probably not. I mean, well, they're not Aaron Donald, but they're all very, very good. They're all very good. And that's great. I mean, cause that's going to make him better. I mean, when you're practicing against those guys 
in practice every single day when you go up against other teams you know you're you're much better prepared it's you know it's simple as that and um you know the same should go for austin jackson and some of those other guys across the line um jackson i believe goes against ogba every day in practice so i mean that's you know that that's a lot of work there yep. and he should be learning quite a bit from doing that every day Daniel, what do you got? Yeah, I mean, I think that Wilkins and Raquan Davis in particular are both a couple of guys who can not only move but get some push. Now, See, I, they can too. I don't know that I would consider them a couple of the top defensive tackles in the league at this moment, but uh, I think that they both have the upside to be in that upper, upper tier. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, I mean – like I said, competition across that offensive and defensive line. I, in my opinion, it's one of the most important things. I mean, I you know I love it. I love when you have. I mean, Mike, you you remember back in the early '80s? I mean, our offensive line and our defensive line were two of the best in football, and they competed against each other every day. And I know it made them both better for that reason. Um, yep. You know, when you're dominating an offensive line. You know, um, it's not it's not a fun thing. I mean, yeah, you know, imagine, often, imagine practicing against Dwight Stevenson every day in practice. Yeah, Stevenson yeah. and some of those other guys. Cooch, you know, yeah. Roy Foster was no slouch. I mean, they had some really good offensive line, but um, you know, our offensive line just on that fact alone should be very much improved this year. You know, because they're going against really good uh, competition on the opposite side, and you know, they've got to learn from that. You know. Yeah, we'll and go ahead. I'm sorry for cutting you off there, Lou. No, no, no. I said we'll see. Go ahead, Dan. Oh, yeah. So speaking yeah. of offensive line, and uh, I don't know. We've talked about this. We talked about it when we originally heard the idea and the plan to put Connor Williams at, at center. We talked about it. But at this point, do we think it's time to seriously kick the tires on a J.C. Treader? Because uh, the report again today is that he's is having he high healthy? snaps. Is Treader healthy? I don't know, but I think well. it may be time to kick the tires on somebody, right? Did we just we just <laughs> brought in a veteran cornerback, right after Trill, which we didn't talk about. Uh, Trill Williams who was it? and his torn ACL. Okay, yeah, he's out for the season. And who was it they picked up? He is. They they brought in cornerback uh, Alexander. What was his name, Mike? McKenzie, I believe. McKenzie Alexander from the Vikings. Okay, yeah. and he's, he's not or the. the uh, I think he may have been with the Bengals last. He, not the highest graded cornerback that I thought was still on the market, but regardless, we brought in a veteran um, to take Trill's place, and I, I think it's seriously time we start talking about bringing in a veteran at at center. Well, I mean, at this point, Daniel. Uh, that, that's going to be tough. It really is. I mean, you got to remember, you got Dieter as a backup game plan. I mean, he did start the majority of the games, minus the few he, he was hurting. And, I mean, I know that's not the best scenario in the world, but you do have a fallback plan there. I mean, at least, at least you have a guy that, you know, pretty much played a year on the center. Um, maybe this is a little bit exaggerated, too. You know, I mean, if the coaching staff hasn't made a move at this point, because we only have two centers in camp, right? I mean, is there a third guy that I, I'm not thinking about right now on the roster? They've they've moved people in and out, you know, try, trying them. So they're cross-training. But, uh, 
you got to understand, you know, those 32 teams, each team probably has two centers. So, you know, you you go out and sign somebody, you're talking about the 65th, you know, best center. Right, exactly. So, so right. it's it's not necessarily going to fix the problem is what I'm saying. And are they going to be better than the two guys we have? That's that, that was my point, Mike, to begin with. I mean, are you going to bring in a guy that is basically a cast-off from another team, which is their third-best center? Is he better than Dieter? who basically has some experience. That I don't know, but I, I would think not. You know, I think the Dieter would probably do a little bit better job than anybody we could possibly bring in at this point. So unfortunately, Daniel, we may be stuck with um, what we have on this team and maybe we address it next year. Um, I was shocked that they didn't draft a, a young center. I really was. I was very surprised. Um well, they just didn't have a lot of draft picks. No. But, I mean, you would think, Mike, that, you know, under the circumstances, um, you know, they may have at least attempted to bring in a couple other guys, you know, even through free agents, you know, the rookie free agents, whatever the case may be. And, and they didn't. I don't think there's another center on our roster. So, interesting, to say the least. You guys are both looking. Yes. Um, I'm just know. looking at J.C. Treader. Like, I can't figure out why he's still available. And word on the street is that he may be uh, – teams are shying away from him because he's the NFL Players Association president, and uh, he's taking a hard stance on player safety. So but he's still out there? But he's still out yeah. there. Wow. Um, mm. So I just – I don't – I don't understand why he was ranked 89th out of 101 top 100 players in the in the league last year. Yeah, you know, and, mean, and then he's cut by the Browns, and he's taken this huge stance on player safety. He's the NFLPA president, and uh, he just can't get um, can't get a team to bring him in. So I I don't. There's understand got to be it. something else there. There I really does. Maybe it. it's maybe he's asking for too much money. His age, I don't know, but uh, I mean, I I thought he was signed. You know, I, I haven't followed any other football teams for obvious reasons over the last month. It's hard enough to follow our team, let alone the other thirty-one teams. But I'm well, he was cut. He was there. cut to save eight million. You right. Know? So, so obviously, a veteran player who's uh, on the market for so long, he's not gonna he's not gonna ask for that much, or he's not gonna get that much. You know. So right. You would think that it would be something that the team could afford if there wasn't uh, a circumstance that would prevent them from doing it, and uh, mm-hmm. it just doesn't make sense to me why he's why he's still out there. Hmm. Yeah. Well, he's he would be an upgrade. I mean, I don't know if he'd be an upgrade over Williams. I would think he would be, but you know, maybe their thought process is different. We don't. I say this all the time. We don't know what's going on in practice every day, and. You know, as the the reporters are sitting there and wherever these reports come from, you know, they're watching, you know, he may have had a hundred snaps in practice and the one he snaps over his head is the one that they're reporting about. My understanding is, Lewis, he hasn't snapped any over the quarterback's head. He's he's, he's snapped them high to where he's either got to reach up for them or, you know, they're at his face. Well, is that to Tua? (laughs) (laughs) i see what you did there yeah no i mean it's a fair question but uh (laughs) i'm sure it probably was but it doesn't matter i mean bottom line is he's got to get him down yeah so so he's got to get it right right yeah so uh, you know if he's got two snaps that are a little bit off target like that i think they can live with that right 
If it's going over the quarterback's head, that's a different story. Yes, absolutely. Well, every time that happens, though, it, ta- it takes it put the, puts it's the quarterback off the schedule. Yep. Yeah. So absolutely, and you, you don't know, we want have- off schedule plays <laughs> to be disrupting our offensive flow. Right. Uh, especially if they you have result- to pick your poison. You yeah. Have to pick well, your poison. <laughs> if they result in in a turnover. Uh, then we're we're asking for trouble and we're putting our defensive behind the eight ball. So we don't. I think it's something that we got to take seriously, regardless of the talent of Connor Williams. Because I love I love the dude's talent, his youth, athleticism, and talent is probably much more than J.C. Treader at this point in his career. But uh, we got to take seriously what it means to be the center and have those accurate snaps and shotgun. Uh, the non uh, issue with the 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 snap when you're under center because there's been some some issues with the handling of the snaps from him as well. So, well, that's going to happen. That you know, that there's a chemistry that has to be there, and that that takes time. It's no different with the you know field goal uh, holder. Yeah, I'd like to, I'd like to see it. Uh, we move into the season, you know, if we don't bring somebody in and it'd be a non-issue, that would be yeah. uh, very. Very beneficial for us. That, yeah, that would be the best scenario without yeah. a question of a doubt. I mean, that's what you want. You want them to correct the problem. Well, they've still got three weeks to you know work on it. I know they're snapping after practice and and you know practicing on it and getting additional work in. But uh, you know he's either going to get it or he's not, and I'm sure that you know they'll make a decision accordingly. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean they're not gonna they're not gonna keep him if if he's you know. Snap, snapping them five feet over his head, but if they're if they're catchable, then they're going to put you know they're going to put it on Tua to do something with the ball. Okay, uh, you know, and he's a good blocker, and that matters too. <laughs> yeah. You think? Yeah. yeah, of course it matters. Well, absolutely. Uh, we're, we're we're wondering why they haven't done anything, and and this is this is probably why. Right. Well, oh yeah. I mean, the guy. Listen. Worst case scenario, right? Um, th- this problem continues. Um, this guy's going to be playing across the offensive line somewhere. If they decide that Dieter and and uh, is a is a better center, and they move him to the guard position, and they're they're better in that situation, then that's what they'll do. Uh, but this guy's going to be starting across the offensive line somewhere. I mean, well, the, you, you the know, talk is that, that as far as Dieter's concerned, that he's not fast enough to do what they want to do. He's not athletic enough. Right, right. Now, yeah, that whether that's true right. or not, I don't know. That seems right, though. You know, and they particularly pegged Connor Williams to come in here for this new scheme. You know, he, right. was, he was a priority for him. So right. there was other offensive linemen available that they did not go and get. And, you know, we got to take seriously the fact that they haven't brought in a center. So they like what Connor has to offer. Yep. 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 So we're right back to square one. We went around <laughs> in one big circle, Daniel. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, we did. And I just put a <laughs> – let's just put a, a pin in that one, you know, and uh, – Come back to it if we continue to have issues. <laughs> no, we don't need to come back to it anymore. <laughs> Not at least on this show. <laughs> well, we definitely will if there's snapping issues in the regular season. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, if we lose right, to right. New England over a bad snap, we're not going to be happy. We, but, exactly, you know, right. Bottom but line now, is, <laughs> they got three weeks to work on it. Let's, exactly. hope they, let's hope they fix it. Yeah, let's hope that – <laughs> this is so funny because the game's, what, a few days away? Uh-huh. <laughs> it's going to be funny if we see snaps all over the place with Batua and him in the football game. 
and it's the first quarter and we see three or four snaps. Then, Daniel, we are definitely going to talk about <laughs> yes, it. Yes, we next. are. It'll definitely Son be brought up. Son of a gun. <laughs> Son of a shotgun. Oh, boy. All nope. right. Good. So tell me, what are you guys looking forward? What do you want to see this weekend out of the team? I mean, obviously you want them to play well, but what are you looking for specifically? Go ahead, Daniel. I want to see a running game. I want to see, obviously mm-hmm. I want to see our starters out there for a little bit. I'd like to see how Tua runs the new offense. I'd like to see us get some space made, right? Rather that's in uh, with our route combinations, our polling guards and possibly center or rather that's on our play action passes. I'd like to see Tua be able to navigate this offense. Um, and then I just like to see the players continue to play fired up and um, for each other the way they did this last week. I think McDaniel said it really well in his presser, presser after the game. Uh, you love to see the players being engaged and wanting to win for each other, whether they're on the field or not. This team is gelling. They're coming together uh, as a as a unit, and it's it's pretty damn good to see. So, I just want to see us put to some running game together. Uh, it'd be cool if we ran the ball thirty times. You know, um, we probably won't keep keep people healthy, but that's what I'd like to see. Let me yeah. just say one thing, um, McDaniel. When he talks. <laughs> He's always saying something that seems to be important mm-hmm. uh, when you listen to him. Right. Um, and one of the things that he said, which I think is obvious in football, but he, he said that, you know, we're going to put a team out on week one, and that team is going to get progressively better through right. the season if we're doing our jobs as coaches. Mm-hmm. Because the more we coach, the better they should get. Yeah. I mean, that makes all the sense in the world. I mean, we, we saw it on the floors. I mean, the, the team always was playing better by the end of the season than they were early on, right? I mean, right. all three of the se- – how many seasons was he here? Two or three? Two. Two. The two seasons he was here. This would have been his third. This would have been his third. So, you know, we saw the improvement as, you know, as the season went along in a few different areas. Now, you know, going back to your question, Mike, in regard to what you want to see this weekend – um, you know, I think, you know, the special teams, you know, Sanders, we already uh, touched on that. Uh, he looks he looks good right now. Uh, the defense is pretty much the same defense that we've seen over the last couple of years. Most of the players have been here for a few years now. Some of the other some of the other ones have been here. They have a year under their belt as well. Yep. So you've got the defense pretty much in place. I don't think you need to do much there, but you know, as Daniel mentioned, you know, he talked about the running game and, you know, I'm going to go. Let me just clear something up here. This is last year was his third year. This would have been his fourth. Okay. That's what I thought. He had a five and 11 uh, record his first, his first season. Exactly. And they got off to a poor start for obvious reasons that year. Yeah. That was the year they cleaned everybody out. Yes. And they got better as the season progressed. But anyway, you know, going back to it, you know, in regard to the offense, you know, you want to see everything, you know, you want to see them uh, not only running the football, but also passing the football Uh, Two has got some new weapons. Um, You know, I want to see them work off that play action. I want to see them run their offense as they're going to run it in week one. And whatever that is, we don't know. We don't know the type of identity that this offense is going to have at this point. I mean, you would think that they're going to be a pretty balanced offense. Um, 
you know, you've got some really, really good weapons on the outside. Um, you've got some tight ends. You've got some really good running backs. I want to see them run the offense like they're going to in week one. And, um, you know, show us a sample of that, you know, at least on a couple of drives. Do you want and Belichick I- to see that? Absolutely. Who gives a shit, Mike? I mean, you know, listen, you know, it's it's not I it, you don't have to go out and and show your whole playbook, Mike. You know, I'm not saying to do that. What I'm saying is is that you need to practice your offense as a unit, as a group. I want to see them do that. And you know, I want to see Tua. I mean, you know, I want to see him playing with these new guys around him. I want to see if there's if there's a difference in his. Play. I want to see him have the poise that Thompson had. That's what I want to see. Right, exactly. You know, no happy feet back there. No throwing off your back foot. You know, the mechanics are there. Um, you know, he's getting a little bit of blocking up front for him. The running game is, you know, getting decent yardage. You want to see the offense at least for a couple series. And I hope they do that. You know, if they don't, I'm going to be somewhat disappointed. You know, um, you know, I think as a unit, they should really go against competition at least a couple of times over this preseason. And I don't think it's happening next week. Well, again, you know, they, they have those scrimmages and that's really where they, uh, where they, you know, scheme and stuff like that. Not not really scheme, but but run their offense, you know, uh, competitively against the defense. So for me, if we don't see that this week, Lou, I do think we see it next week. Uh, we was talking a little bit before the show. It used to be four preseason games. They've they've dropped that down to three, but the the gap after that third game is two weeks instead of a single week. So mm-hmm. uh, I could see uh, our our first team units coming out and playing uh, several series in that third preseason game. Football fans, join the next generation of fantasy football with Rainmakers Football, their first ever NFT fantasy game from DraftKings. It's the only NFT fantasy game licensed by the NFLPA. Now you can play all season for millions in prizes by building the ultimate NFT franchise. Right now, everyone can get their first full roster starter pack for free. Playing Rainmakers is simple. Buy, sell, bid, and win player card NFTs of the biggest names in the game through regular drops and auctions on the DraftKings Marketplace. Craft lineups of athletes from your NFT collection and earn points for touchdowns, receptions, and more. Just like daily fantasy football. Build your NFT franchise and enter free Rainmakers football contests all season long to compete for millions in prizes. The next generation of fantasy sports is here. Download the DraftKings Daily Fantasy app now, sign up with the promo code TPPN, click the Rainmakers tile, and opt in to get your first card free. Plus, play for millions in prizes all football season while building the ultimate NFT fantasy franchise with Rainmakers football. That's promo code TPPN. Build, play, win, only at DraftKings. Contest entries dependent on type and number of NFTs held. Eligibility restrictions apply. Void where prohibited. See DraftKings.com for details. Lou, I've got to respectfully disagree with you about what uh, what I'd like to see for this week's game. I definitely don't want to see them show the full offense as it's going to be week one. As excited as I am to see what we have, uh, I'm so excited I don't want to see it this week. I want to see it when it really counts. I just I would be very happy to see Tua hand the ball off 30 times. That's it. Uh, I want us to show nothing but run fronts. 
And uh, so our play action and our spacing is is really effective week one against the Patriots. Yeah, I mean, listen. He's been coaching in the NFL for a while. Belichick knows what type of offense he runs. So, you know, if you're going to go out and you're going to execute that same style of offense, it's there. Um, You don't have to show your whole playbook. What I want to see is something that, that is similar to what they're going to do. Now, again, you don't have to show your whole playbook. As a matter of fact, you can show them things that you've done with no, Sam. To, to what he's point, done. Lewis, Go ahead. Sherfield said that he sees elements of the uh, San Francisco scheme in our playbook. Right. Exactly. So that's that's where I'm going with this. Is that you know Belichick's been around a long time. I mean. There's not a lot you can do to fool them unless they're going to come out with some kind of, you know, just absolute craziness, which I wouldn't mind them doing, you know, doing something completely like the wild different. Cat. <laughs> the wildcat, something to that effect. Who knows? But the bottom line is, is that, you know, I want to see a semblance of what, you know, what he did in San Francisco. And that does mean running the ball quite a bit. But, you know, I, I also want to see them making attempts down the field. You know, I want to see Tua doing it in in game action, you know, at least at least for a couple series, um, you know, before we go into the season. I just want to see it. I want to see, you know, if we see any type of difference in him. Yeah, I'm very curious. I don't want to see it in week one. I can tell you that. I'd like to see it prior to that, at least a little bit. And your think, Daniel, your thought process is is that these guys are going to play, you know, a full half next season. I mean, next week, as they normally do, like in the in the third preseason game. Because I, have we have we seen this before, where there's been a three game preseason? Yeah, last year. Last year, what they um, do in the final? I game? don't remember. I don't, I don't think they played at all. But I right? don't think that we can take what they did last year with Flores' staff uh, into this year anyway. I don't Agreed. know what to expect. I right. really don't. It well, very well could be a whole half this week and then nothing next, as Mike alluded to. Yeah, I mean, I'm not really sure how they approach that, and I'm sure all the teams are going to approach it the same way. You know, I can't see us in week three having none of our starters in and the team we're playing have their you know their starters in for right. the first half that doesn't make a lot of sense i think they usually use that last game to help them make their final roster decisions you right know what i mean but exactly. they usually have a good idea who's going but you know you may have a battle between the fifth and sixth receiver and you got to make a choice you know so like they'll give them a lot of playing time and what have you so it's we'll tough for out. me. It's tough for me to think that uh, you know. Definitely not the same for every team. Yeah, very. I mean, you could see last week Shanahan started Trey Lance in San Francisco, and and played him for a while. And uh, that's not the case with McDaniel here. And we already have Jalen Waddle sitting out of practice today and yesterday, right, to protect himself. So it's potential that we don't see him this week either. Right. And if he if he's not playing the starters week three, then we don't see Waddle until week one anyway. So uh, I don't know. I mean, well, you nothing have a, is nothing is absolute. Right. No. And and Lou has a point about you know Belichick seeing everything. Like that's that's a valid point, but I just don't want to give it. I don't want to give it away. <laughs> no, we don't. We don't have to. I mean, we, you know, like I said, we we don't have to give our whole playbook away. But, um, you know, there are elements that you do want to see them execute without a question of a doubt. You know, you want to see it executed. You know, as a fan, you want to see it 
um, you know, you go into this season and, you know, we all know, you know, uh, the biggest question on this football team and what the biggest question is. And, you know, we, Who we play want... center. <laughs> <laughs> what are we going to do? Trill Williams cornerback. We're going position? back to the center thing. Huh? <laughs> yeah, well, it sounded important. Uh, uh, who's <laughs> going to be our starting running back, Mike, right? That's, that's yeah. the, uh, that's yeah. the second big question. But, you know, the thing is, is that, um, you know, we kind of want to put some things to rest to an extent, and preseason doesn't mean an awful lot. But boy, exactly. You know, if if Tua does come out and does look good in the few series that he plays in, uh, that'll make me feel a hell of a lot better. I will tell you that. You know, if I see him and you know just looking so much better than he has his first couple seasons, I'll be an extremely happy doll fan. Yeah. I think it's Mark Schlereth. Uh, they call him Stink, right? Uh, uh, Mark Schlereth always said that the the preseason games don't count, but they definitely matter. Yeah, and and it would matter, you know, if we got two in there and he looked like crap, or if we got him in there playing against first string defense and he looked really good. Yep, that's going to matter to us. Rather, it matters much to the rest of the league. It's going to matter to us, mm-hmm. you know, as Dolphin fans. So, absolutely, Daniel, you're too emotional. Yeah, I, we're know, talking about practice. I know, but and I tr- I try to remove emotion from my personal decisions, but it's hard, man, when we're talking about the fins. So emotionally invested, so for so many years. We all are, but I again, know, we're talking about practice. Those that need it will get it. Whatever, Alan. Yeah, Iverson. agreed. Yeah, I mean, you know, I agree to agree with that to some extent. I I do, Mike. Um, you know, I think that. You know, the injury factors, you know, come into play as well. Exactly. I mean, you yeah. don't want to see Tua go out there and get blasted because Austin Jackson's not doing his job. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, with all that being said, you know, uh, I I think it's, it's, a, it's one of the most difficult things there is, right? I mean, think yeah. about it. You know, you saw what happened in Jet Camp. They lost yep. their starter, you know, the young kid for, what, a month? Four to six weeks. I, I don't know what the what two to the, four weeks. Two to four weeks. So, I mean, you know that that kind of hurts. Um, you know, so it's a balancing act, and it, it's yeah. got to be one of the most difficult things to do. You know, do I get the? You know, they need to execute, and you know, in game game action, game speed. But you know, to what extent do I play them? And you know, this remember is here. Going- here's the thing to keep in mind, though. Okay, go ahead. As soon as we come out of the next game. We start practicing with the uh, Eagles. Right. So there's not going to be that urgency to play people. You follow right. what I mean? And yeah. I'm not saying they won't play them, right. but I'm just saying that urgency won't be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, and Philadelphia was a playoff team last year. Yeah. And to your point, Lou, the uh, difficulty level of making the decisions on who plays and who doesn't is only magnified when you have a new staff. And a new right. playbook, and, yep. and a whole new scheme, yep. and new players. Um, you know, more than one new player on the offensive line, several new running backs, new pieces in the wide receiver room. Uh, yep. You know, like all of that, all of those decisions are magnified in difficulty. So, agreed. Yep. No, well, yeah. you know, we got to trust that the coach knows what his team needs. I don't trust anybody, Mike. I know. Why would you? <laughs> After what we've been through, I don't That's know. right. Why would we trust anybody? We couldn't even trust Jimmy Johnson. I mean, Sounds like you guys you know, need to take the emotion out of it. 
Gase yes. we loved after season one, right? Flores we loved. Look what happened with those two guys. Yeah. <laughs> and those are the guys we trusted the most over the last 20 years. And they happen to be two nightmares right now for us, right? I mean, well, Gase became a nightmare for They've us. They've all been nightmares. And right? Flores. I mean, Saban was a nightmare. And I thought that was a good signing at the all time. Right. You know? Philbin, I mean, we thought, was a good signing at the time. I mean, it goes on and on and on and on. It just doesn't end with this team. So it, that trust, Mike. Is not there, and it's not going to be there. I know. You know. Well, I'm glad we're wrapping this podcast up on a positive note. Whoa, 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 whoa! Who said we're wrapping things up? Did Mike <laughs> give the signal to you? No, I just feel like oh, it's okay. coming to its natural end. Oh, okay, uh, yes. But you can't trust me to make that decision. Well, if we keep talking like this, it's going to come to a natural end. <laughs> well, let's trust in Mike that he understands that uh, you know there's a timetable here and. Uh, we do put our trust in him every week, right, Daniel? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's paid off. Paid we also put the trust in him to make to make us sound better than we actually do as well, right? Since yeah. he's the technician. So we put a lot of trust in Mike at this point. But as far as the coaching and this organization as a whole, I don't have any damn trust for them, Mike. Not right now. I don't care. I just won't. Until I start seeing W's and a playoff-bound football team, there's no trust involved. And that goes across the board. Playoffs are bust, baby. That's it. Got the talent. You guys are now rough. let's see. Yeah. Well, you know, hey. The AFC is tough, boys. Where, where did we rank, real quick, I know we got to wrap this up, but where did we rank in regard to, I know something came out recently in regard to talent, in regard to looking at our team on paper where we ranked. Where was that? Didn't we do that a couple of weeks ago? Yeah, we I, did. It's, it's subjective. Well, Mike, it's all subjective. We know that. Stop using that. 21st, word. I believe. <laughs> What's that? 21st. No. Yes. I thought it was just outside the top 10. Well, see, I said it's subjective, didn't I? It depends on what you're reading. Didn't? Didn't? No, I, I thought when we talked about it, they said we were just outside of the top 10. Like we were 12th or 13th or something. There, there you was guys some, don't there recollect? Was, there, there, I don't yeah, that, that was one of the no writers from ESPN, I believe, that uh, said that. Okay, so I'm not, I wasn't dreaming that, right? No, no. Because I, I do have dreams sometimes, you know, in regard to this type of stuff. <laughs> Dolphins being a top <laughs> 10 team. <laughs> Dolphins. <Playoffs. laughs> the Dolphins. <laughs> yeah, the Dolphins in the playoffs, yeah. I do have all those type of dreams, absolutely. Well, I have dreams of Marino coming back I know. Uh, every now and again, you know? Yeah. So, anyway. So, go. guys, you know, look, they're, they're going to they're gonna have the game this weekend. Hopefully, everybody stays healthy. And uh, you know what? They show on the field. I don't care as much because, like I said, to me, it's practice. Yeah. You know, I just don't want anybody to get hurt, them get out of the game healthy and uh, move on towards week one, you know. Right. Uh, and, and that's what I'm looking for, you know. Daniel, that, what's the word of the day? Playoffs. And. Eh. The word of the day is trust. <laughs> You're gonna have to start giving me that at the beginning. So at the I, end I figured ask, you'd I've... pick up. I figured you would have picked no. up on that, but uh, you you dropped the ball. Yeah, I did too because I had no idea where you were going with that. Well, you can't cut me though because I'm a camp hero. I That's thought it was right. high snaps. I I didn't know. Yeah. Yep. 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 <laughs> the word of the day is center. The second yep. word of the day is center. 
And All right, guys. Uh, let's uh, end this because this is really uh, bad. This is um, wrapping, wrapping up. Thanks for listening, everybody. We're sorry we put you through it. Um, but no, seriously, um, thanks for listening. And guys, thanks for joining me. Absolutely. Uh, we'll be back next week. And uh, until then, everybody, fins up. Fins up. All right, that's today's show. I just want to remind everyone that the Fin Fans podcast is proud to be part of DolphinsTalk.com podcast network and the Pigskin podcast network. Check out these sites, guys. There's lots of podcasts and information there that you'll enjoy. All right, until next time, be well and take care. Network.